With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, Before we jump in today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the easiest machine to set up and break down, the easiest machine to use, the most innovative people I've met as far as a shooting machine goes. I I do not think you'll be disappointed. Um, So go over and check that out. That's the first thing. Second thing is... Go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I've, I've said this. There's lots of great resources. There's probably more resources than there were six months ago before the COVID, um, before the COVID. Uh, but, you know, I was here before and I'll be here after. And um, uh, I'm, I've experienced all the things that you're experiencing. I know there's lots of people popping up and there's been college coaches and there's been big boys kind of coming into the game. And, um, yeah. I, I, they're, they're, they've got great material and I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dissing what they have. Um, I'm not sure they've experienced what I've experienced at the high school level. I'm not sure they've, <laughs> uh, you know, coached as many games as I've coached, um, and, uh, at that level and experienced the ups and downs of being a youth and high school basketball coach. Um, you know, it's great. You know, I, they've got their college coaches, they're, they're professional coaches. It's what they do for a living. Um, this is what I do cause I love it. And, um, it's a great way to support this, this podcast. Go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Um, so you got to pick a style you believe in that your kids can do and that you can win at. Um, you know, I can sell, I, I, it took a lot for me to sell that first style, but I sold it. I said, this is the only way we're going to win any basketball games, guys. You know, we're not going to win running against this team. We got to come down and, and, and respect the possession and take some time off the clock and shorten the game up, you know. So you got to believe in it, you know. Even if quote unquote you don't believe in it, you got to try to sell it to the kids. Um, I think that's extremely important um, in selling a system and, and, and believing in it. And yeah, and it's going to have to change. Maybe you see this youth group that's coming. All right, we're going to be able to trap and press. Maybe you slowly start developing that into your program. But it's got to be one that you can sell and one that fits you. 
Don't just pick a style because that's what you know um, and it doesn't fit your kids. That doesn't do anybody any good. You know, if you're running dribble drive and you've got four kids that are six, seven that need to be on the court, it's really not going to work for you. Um, you might have to adjust your system a little bit. So I think as a, if you want to win a championship, you've got to look at your talent. You've got to be willing to adjust to it. Um, next one is find a common goal and find a common theme. Um, you know, these things change throughout the season. Um, you know, I, I, I wrote this down because I wanted to make sure I said it, but winning is the only objective goal or objective thing you're judged on. Okay, so winning is only the object, only objective thing that the community, the parents, the kids, the paper, anything, that's the only objective thing you have. Everything else is subjective. How you pick your team, what you play, how you play, anything like that. So what you need to do is have some sort of common goal. Um, you know, you need to have something to rally against. And this year, obviously, our goal this year was we were the redeem team. We had lost in the state finals last year in overtime. You know, we wanted to redeem. We wanted to go back and prove to the state of Wisconsin that we were the best team in the state. You know, that was a theme that was very easy and a goal that we wanted to do. We wanted to win a state championship. I didn't hide from it. We just wanted to win it. Um, so I think you got to come up with something that the community can buy into. Our, everybody knew what we wanted to do. We weren't hiding from it. But I think you have to sell that to the community. You have to sell um, to your kids, to your family, that specific goal. Whatever that theme is, whatever you feel is important for that year's team, you really have to sell. Um, this, one's a, this one's a different one, and, and we do this. Um, you got to plan for it. You got to plan. You know, when we weren't always planning to win a state title, we were planning on winning a conference title. We were planning on having a, uh, a winning season. Whatever it is that you need to do, you need to spend the year preparing for it. You know, we spend the entire year getting ready for this year. It will be March 20th for being in that state championship game. Everything we do, doesn't matter how we're, get, it's how we're getting on the bus, how we're doing our pregame meal, how we're getting dressed, when we go to the locker room, you know, how we do bus trips, where we go, whatever we do as a team, if we go to a movie, whatever we do is planning for being in the, playing March 20th. Um, you know, when it gets to the state tournament week, uh, their, their entire week is planned, and I'll talk about that in a second. But what are your expectations? Are your expectations to win a conference championship? Good. Plan for it. What teams are you going to have to beat to, to win a conference championship? You guys, you, you can look at it and figure out which teams you're going to have to beat. We, we could probably tell you the 20 teams we would have to beat right now to win a state title this year. Um, so you've got you to have expectations. You've got to plan for it. Um, every, every day you should be getting ready for it. Every day we talk about where we want to be, what we want to first do. We want to win a conference championship. We want to win conference. We want to win sectionals. We want to go to state. Um, don't hide from it. We don't hide. I mean, there's two thoughts about this. You don't talk about it, put too much pressure on them, or you do talk about it. I'm in the camp that you do talk about it. Um, and we were doing this before we were even going to state. Our goal is to go to state and win. Um, so you got to put players in situations that they're going to succeed you know, you're not going to tell a team that's, uh, that's all 5'7 that we're going to be the best team in the Midwest, probably. Um, so you've got to obviously put them in situations where they're going to be successful. Um, you know, you might be a short-term goal initially, um, but you've got to plan for that short-term goal. We're planning on cutting the nets down when we win the conference championship. Okay? Why do we cut the nets down when we win the conference championship? Because we want to cut the nets down when we go to the state tournament. We want to cut the nets down at the state tournament. We're planning that along. So I want that seed planted in those kids' head that, hey, we're cutting the nets down. We just won a conference championship. We'll put new nets up. I'll spend $10 to buy new nets. 
All right, because why? Because in another three weeks, we're going to cut the nets down when we win a uh, sectional championship and we're able to go to the state tournament. And when we win the state tournament, we're going to cut those nets down. So you want to put them in situations, you know, kids are, we, you, kids are, don't have a long extent, uh, uh, attention span, but they want to know what you want from them. You know, if your only expectation is to get third place in the conference, that's what they're going to think. We should be in third place. All right, so I think you got to set those expectations. But everything should plan for winning a championship. Whatever the championship that may be, everything should plan toward that. Um, there's nothing we do during the year. It doesn't matter how we're sitting in a room doing our scouts, how we're preparing, like I said, how we're doing a pregame meal. Everything is, okay, guys, we're practicing it Saturday at 10 because that's what we're going to do when, we, when we're at state tournament day. You know, championship Saturday, we're going to practice 10 o'clock on Saturday. So we talk about that all year, and I think you can't hide from it. If you're going to have a winning program, you've got to talk about how you win and what you want to do when you win. Um, once you get there, I've got a good story with this one. Once you get there, you've got to act like you belong. Okay? Um, now, the worst thing you can do is get to the state tournament and the bright lights, and you're thinking, oh, wow, I'm in the state tournament. Yay. Okay? You know, you got to, first thing you've got to do is stay in your routine. You know, we're lucky we're in Madison. This is where the Wisconsin State Tournament is, host, is played at the Cole Center. So we're able to stay in our routine a little bit better. You know, we don't go to a big court. We stay in our gym. You know, I'm making sure the kids are in their classes. Um, you know, we'll go do our shoot-around the day before the state tournament, and then we'll come back and go to class and have our normal practice and do our normal pasta dinner and, and do the things that we normally do. But we control everything, okay? Once, because we've been controlling everything all year, you know, we control everything. We do road trips. Um, last year we went to St. Louis and Minneapolis, and we give them an itinerary. You know, at 10 o'clock you're going to be doing this. Uh, at 11.30 you're going to be eating lunch. At 2 o'clock we're going to do our shoot-around. At 4 o'clock you have a nap. I mean, we plan it out on all our road trips when we do that. We do the same thing in the state tournament week. You know, we meet the Sunday before the state tournament. We hand them a packet, and their week is planned out. They know when, they know when media's coming. They know when... Um, they're going to eat, they know when they're going to be together in team, they know when they're going to go watch the other teams play, they know when they're going to go to class, everything. Um, so we control everything. You know why? Kids like that. Kids like rules, kids like control. It makes them feel comfortable, it makes them feel like you're in control, and I think, you know, as a coach, you really need to do that. This is stressful enough. You know, grandma's coming from Texas to watch you play. There's enough nerves there that if you can control those things, it makes them feel better. Um, <laughs> I put no pitchers on the Cole Center floor, and the reason I did that is our first year we went to the state tournament. Uh, you know, I won't name the school, but we had our shoot-around, and then I stayed around and watched some other schools and their shoot-around. The team that we were playing the next day did their shoot-around for like 15 minutes, and they took out cameras and started taking pictures of the Cole Center, you know. Um, on the floor and all that. You, I could tell you right then that they were just excited to be there. Okay? You can't, you gotta, you, you gotta turn that switch from the joy of getting to the state tournament. Okay? Let them enjoy that for 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever you need to do. It's really hard and you as a coach gotta turn that switch back and tell them, hey, we got here but now we wanna win this thing. Um, and that's a, that's a hard thing to do for, for kids. Um, but. We don't want to take a picture at the Cole Center until we win the thing, until we're host, hoisting that trophy above our heads. That's when we want to do it. So we really got to communicate and, and, uh, and talk about that. But you got to act like you belong, okay? It's no different than, you know, you go to a nice, nice hotel, you got to act like you belong there. Same thing here. You got to act like you belong um, 
at the Kohl Center. Okay. Next one is rest. <clears throat> um, you know, fatigue makes cowards of all of us. It really does. Um, this I've gotten better with with age. You know, I used to be, uh, we're going to have two, and, two hour and 20 minute practice. I don't care if it's February. We're going to lift weights, blah, blah, blah. It's a long season. They're sick of you. And you're probably a little bit of sick of them. Um, you got to overtrain them. I have been lost in the gym before the game's played. Coach gets mad, puts them on the line, blah, blah, blah. We're literally down to an hour and 10 minutes probably come March. We've been beating them in, hurts, whatever. You know, don't overtrain your players. And this is hard. Okay, because gosh, this is the most important, most important games of your entire career, and you feel like you got to get all this stuff in. But you know, from somebody that's been there, you got to rest them. You got to let them get their legs back, get their physical part back. Let them go home to their girlfriend or talk to mom. Don't overtrain them. It's important to <clears throat> is be aggressive. How you do? Be aggressive. You know, I'm under the theory that you got to go at teams. You you, you got to be the one that that comes at them. Style we play, we're going to trap you for 32 minutes. We're going to come right at you the whole time. You know, be innovative. You know, we, we have some special defenses that I don't think a lot of people know what was specifically what we do. We're innovative a little bit. You know, we'll throw a little trick defense. Um, you got to play to win a state title, okay? Um, no one's going to give you a state title. I bet I say this 50 times throughout the season. No one's going to give you this game. Um, you know, the, the state tournament the games at the state tournament usually in big close games, think about NFL, NBA, they all come down to that fourth quarter. They all, they're, when they're close, they all come down to a few possessions. And we talk about that. You know, no one's going to give you anything in life. No one's going to give you a big house. No one's going to give you an expensive car. You know, most people aren't, don't, aren't given those things. They've got to go out and earn them. It's the same thing on the court. You've got to go out and take the state title. If you're playing in the state championship game, the other team there is going to be good. They're not going to be a 2-25 team. They're going to be a good team. And they're going to want to win it just as bad as you. So the team that's able to do that, the team that's able to control those possessions are the ones that win the state title. It really does. It comes down to a handful of possessions. Over the last six years, I can tell you exactly where we've lost the state title and where we've won it. You know, there's two or three possessions here, two or three possessions there. If they go our way, we win it. They don't go our way, we lose it. So I think, you know, you got to talk to the kids throughout the season that, you know, you play to win this thing. You know, here's what we've done all year. We're going to keep doing it. We're, you know, we're going to be a little innovative. You know, if you're going to throw something special at them in the state finals, you better have done it sometime before then. Um, but you got to play to win it. Don't just play um, not to lose. And I think a lot of coaches do that. Um, give them a reason to win. I think this is a really important one. And let me just move my things here. Um, you got to give them a reason. You got to give them a reason to, to, to win it. Um, something to believe in. You know, we live in a society of 30 second commercials. You know, the web, text messaging, everything's very quick. You know, you got to find a hook that they can, they can buy into. My first year that we won the state tournament, you know, we had lost the previous year in the state finals. My star player had broken his hand in the, in the state semis, and we ended up losing in the finals by. 25, something like that, and you know, had some foul trouble. So the next year, what, we, what, we, what was my hook? My hook was, come on, you guys are the group. This is the group that's going to make history for Memorial, the first one to ever win it. You guys, no one can ever take that away from you. We talked about that all year long. You know, this year, what I did was, we, I, like I've told you before, we lost in the state finals last year. This year, we came back. I played on their emotions. Um, you know, kids were crying on the court after we won the state title this year. 
and the kids that, you know, the kids I coach don't cry, um, but they were crying because I had played their emotions all week. I, you know, my, my two of my star players, Jerron Maiman and Vander Blue, had been playing together, and Russell Henderson and Xavier. They'd all been playing together since they were five or six years old, and two or three weeks before this tournament started, I started playing on those emotions. You know, I said, Vander, you know, you're going to play for the Trailblazers someday, and Vander, you're going to play for the Nuggets someday, and you guys are never going to be on the same team ever again. This is the last time you guys are ever going to play together on the same court, put the same jersey on. You know, I played that for three, four weeks about, you know, this is it, guys. We lose, we go home, you never play together. You know, you play in down at Penn Park or on the playground, but you're never going to play together in a game that means something. This is the last time that you guys are ever going to play together in a game that really means something. So, you know, I think you got to find a hook. You got to find something. Okay, this is my, these are my, this is my family. These are my 15 guys. How am I going to give them? I got to give them a reason to win. Um, it's that quick society we live in. If you give them a hook, give them something they can believe in, it will take the pressure off. I'm winning. I'm going to win this thing for Vander. I'm going to win this for the guy standing next to me. I'm going to win this for the history. Um, if you give it, they don't think about, oh, God, this is a really big game. It takes the pressure off them as players. Um, hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, I'm going to do a big shout-out to our two other podcasts, High School Hoops and Teacher Side Gig. Um, I do talk about them often, but I don't give them a spotlight they are great. High School Hoops Talks Weekly, we talk about kind of what you're going through. Like we've been doing a lot of um, COVID right now because that's where we are and, and what happened with that, how we're reacting to it. And Teacher Side Gig is teachers kind of looking at themselves and how they can make a little extra money on the side. And uh, yeah, it's just me giving back to a little bit to, to all the teachers out there that I know have to do that. So um, also subscribe and like this podcast and go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. All right, let's head back to the podcast. Next one is keep learning. You know, I, I think this is important. I went to a, I went to a clinic and uh, a couple weeks ago, and you know, I think you can always you can always keep learning something. You know, the dribble. There's always innovations in this game. You know, the dribble drive is the new kind of innovation in the game of basketball. Um, you know, like I was saying before, I, I coached under two or three Hall of Fame coaches um, when I was in Wausau. I, co- I, I was under- I learned a little bit from one of them, and I took a piece from took a piece from Larry Tramberg took a piece from Mike Fisher, and I took pieces that I like in what I do. We've we got to stick together people that are successful. They, you know, football, we use pass and, you know, what makes a tough football and put it into our basketball program. It's an important thing. Other are important when you're learning this game. As two young coaches, I think it's extremely important to keep learning, um, to, keep, to keep expanding your horizons, all right? So, you know, we all think we know this game very well. Um, but I think you always have to keep learning. Styles, I learned a synthetic division. Always learn something. And when you think you know everything, it's time to get out. Um, things are always changing. You know, people used to play basketball like you know defense like this, and they used to shoot the ball like this. You know, things have changed over time. So I think if you got to stand in front of that curve, you know, scouting has changed. You know, scouting's done on DVDs now. It's done on the computer. There's editing. There's I mean all. If you don't stay on that, you'll be back to ER, you know. Um, so you always got to keep learning, always stay on that front end of that curve if you want to be successful. Uh, this is something I think every young coach or every coach should do is the outside evaluation. You know, I've been, I've been lucky. I've had like two or three different people outside of our program that don't know our playbook, don't know what we do, don't know our personnel per se. Come watch us play and evaluate us. Um, they talk about our strengths and weaknesses. And the reason I do that is I think you kind of get this pack mentality when 
you're spending time. And like I said before, the plus is I've had my coaches together for 11 years. We know each other, blah, blah, blah. The problem is, is we get together and we all start thinking the same, okay? Um, you want to think kind of like a think tank in, in Silicon Valley, all right? You want people outside telling you new things you need to do. You know, the problem with Microsoft is it's so big and they're not thinking. It's all these little computer companies that basically are able to do the innovative stuff. It's the YouTubes and the Twitter and all that. So I think the problem is sometimes you start putting kids in boxes too. You know, this kid is only to do this. Well, maybe if you have a couple people come out and evaluate, they'll go, that kid can really rebound. Why isn't he playing more? So I think it's important to get that outside evaluation. I'm not sure a lot of people do that, um, but it questions what you're doing. You know, it, it, you got to question what you're doing. You know, we've been pretty successful. Like I said, you know, two gold, two gold balls and three silvers, six straight trips to the state tournament, but I'm still questioning what we're going to do this year. I'm still thinking, you know, do we have to tweak this? Do we have to change that? Do we have to change our offense? Blah, blah, blah. Because I don't know. You know, I think you have to have people looking outside in, questioning what you're doing, and maybe looking at the players and the, and the people on the floor differently. And if they do, I think you'll be pretty successful. But that's not an easy thing for, for, for you to put yourself out like that. But I think it will really help you win a championship because it's going to make you keep tweaking what you're doing all season long. Um, Over-prepare, okay? <laughs> going, back to that, going back to that locker room um, when, when, in that 7-14 and 14 season, you know, I, I, on the bus ride home, I was talking to, to uh, I think it was Jeremy or something, and, you know, we're talking about the stuff we can control. We can't, I can't make it, I haven't made a shot in 20 years on a basketball court that means anything. Um, but I knew there was one way that I could, I could outwork people. I knew I could outscout them and outprepare for an opponent. That's the only thing I knew. I knew I wasn't going to outcoach people in our league. I knew I wasn't going to necessarily have better players. What I knew is I could outwork them. I could outscout them. I could spend more time preparing everything for my guys so we knew what some Prairie was going to do or Middleton was going to do. I could, get, I could prepare for those specific teams. You know, we hand our kids a scout tape. We give them a scouting report. We handle it like a classroom. They bring a binder. They take notes. You know, it's just like my math classroom. It's no different. I think you can prepare them. Now, to be honest with you, probably 80% of this is for me and my staff, and probably 20% sinks in with, in their heads. Um, but I think it's good that, you know, hey, we've walked through Germantown's out-of-bounds play, or we know what Beloit's going to do in this situation. At least we've talked about it. So when i got to take that time out and i got to get them together, I'll say, you know what, they're going to run purple here, or they're going to run this specific play. And we've already talked about it. They've already seen the tape of it. They've taken the tape home. So they know what to expect at that point. You can never over-prepare. Two, there's two camps of thought here again. One camp is, I'm just going to do what I do, and I'm not going to worry about my opponent. The other camp is, well, we're going to tweak what we do a little bit because we know what the other team's going to do. I'm in this camp. I'm in the camp that, I, you know, I, yeah, we're still going to do what we do, but we're going to prepare for you. We're going to get ready um, for your zone defense. We're going to get ready for your offense, whatever specifically that you're doing. Um, so I think you can't over-prepare. You can't spend too much time watching tape. Um, next thing is you got to teach your players how to win, okay? Um, and this is going to depend on where your program is. You know, my, my first couple years when we weren't winning basketball games, I had to dump a couple teams that I didn't think we could beat on our non-conference schedule, and I had to go out and get some wins. I had to go out and find teams that I can beat that team, I can beat that team, and, and get some wins. Because I think what it does is it teaches the kids uh, the, how to win, okay? Um, it teaches them that this is what it feels like. Now, 
where my program is now, you know, like I told you before, we're going to Detroit, we've been to Minneapolis, been to St. Louis, now I'm traveling, now we're doing other stuff to prepare us for the state championship. Um, I'm not necessarily looking for wins, you know, I'm not convinced we're, we might not win any of our non-conference games this year. But I think when, especially when you're building from the bottom up and you haven't won, you need to go out and find some wins. You need to convince your kids that they're good, that they're going to win basketball games, that they're going to be successful. Um, and, you know, that's a big part of, uh, of what we do um, and what we've done over in the past. Um, expect the unexpected. <laughs> and then I got a couple funny things with this one. Um, if, it can happen, it w if it can happen, it will happen. You know, this year the state tournament, we, we beat Bayport in the state semifinal game. I walk in the locker room after, the, after I talk to the press, and I got two starters in the locker room throwing up, okay? My first year coach and I would have freaked out. You know what I did? I grabbed our, man, our, our trainer, John McKinley. He's a great guy. I said, John, you got to get him to the hospital. You got to get him IVs. You need to take care of him. You need to get him on Tamiflu. You need to do whatever we need. We need them healthy for tomorrow. Um, you know, lots of things happen. You got to expect the unexpected. This is where you got to develop your depth, what I was talking about before. You got to develop that 7 through 12 to be ready for the big game um, because you never know. You know, my, our first year, probably my best team ever, we lost in state finals in, in, uh, in 2004, and Wesley Matthews broke his, 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 um, his hand in the state semifinal game. And, and I'm sitting there, and I, I was in denial. I, I didn't really think he had broken it. I thought he jammed it. I thought he'd be okay. He ended up having eight turnovers. In, he never had eight turnovers ever in his career, ever. Um, but, he, I, you know, I, I wasn't willing to accept what had happened. You know, we've had twisted ankles. You know, I know Keaton Ankeville played with a broken foot in the, in a stress fracture. You know, you, once you get to the point where you expect the unexpected, you know things are going to happen. You know people are going to twist their ankles. Um, you can control those things. Um, develop your depth. Control any outside factors. I make my guys wear ankle braces. Um, that's something I feel like I can control. You know, uh, was it last year or the year before? Jerron, a week before the state tournament, twisted his ankle. He had an ankle brace on. The reason we were able to have him and he was able to have that tournament trail is because he had his braces on. You know, the things that you can control, them wearing hats when they're leaving the building, eating properly, all those things that you can control, try. There's going to be things that are unexpected that happen. You've got to be ready for them and, and develop your depth. Develop 6 through 10 because I'm telling you, if it's a four-month season. At some point, you're going to need 6 through 10. It might be to only win a conference championship, might not be to go to the state championship, but you're going to need those guys. Somebody might get the swine flu or get sick or something. Who knows what's going to happen? But you've got to expect it and you've got to be prepared for it. Um, that's all about preparation. Um, fine leaders. Picking, your t picking the team is probably the most important day of the year for me. Okay? You know, that number 14 and 15 guy at the end of the bench. That's extremely important. Those guys got to know that they're 14 and 15. They got to understand their roles. You know, my rule of thumb in, in the past has always been, you know, it's hard for me to keep seniors that aren't going to play. You know, I have done it in the past, and I've also cut seniors that, ha that, that weren't going to play because there were juniors or sophomores that were better. Um, so, you know, picking your team is extremely important, okay? That day, you know, I, uh, Bob Suter, who's a Hall of Fame coach in the state of Wisconsin, always told me, you know, picking a team is kind of like making soup. Some people like a little bit more potatoes. Some people like a little bit more onions. You know, that, that day is going to be the, the 15 people or how many people you keep. That's going to be the people you spend the next four months with. And they better get along and they better understand their roles and all the things that we've talked about. Um, 
talk on and off the court, pick your general carefully. Um, you got to find a leader that's going to be willing to talk. You know, if, if, probably a subscript of my pet peeves is kids that don't talk on the court. Um, but that's something we can normally take, take care of. But you got to pick your general carefully. Um, you got to pick that guy that's going to lead you to the promised land. You know, Wesley Matthews and Dron Maiman are two leaders that were able to take me to a state championship, take our program to a state championship. They were unselfish players. They were generals. They led. Um, you know, they got in people's faces. Um, you know, a story, both times we won the state tournament, in 2005 when we won it, the, the group got together and they, they had a meeting. They called it. They didn't invite me. They called each other out. There were tears. There were people pointing at each other. There were people that were upset. Um, and then we ended up going on a run and winning the whole thing after that. Um, same thing ap actually happened this year when we won it. They got together after we had lost the game and, you know, called each other out. And, and who did that? The leaders did that. The leaders developed that um, and, and, and basically called each other out. So I think that's an extremely important thing um, as far as a, as a coach and, a, and as a player that you need to talk about, okay? Um, you need to find that unselfish player. You need to find that person that's going to lead you, that's going to call out Johnny when he's not playing defense or he's not doing his wind sprints. You need to find those leaders. And the day you pick the team is extremely important because you're picking your leaders, you're picking your role guys, you're picking the people that are gonna, you're going to spend the next four months with. Um, visualize. This is, this is one that we talk about. We, we, we got to see it and we got to sell it. Okay, when, we, when you walk into the locker room, it says Road to the Coal Center. That's where we play our state championship. Got a picture of it. That's what they see every day. You know, we talk about it. We sell it. You know, you have to convince your guys. You know, our first couple years, it was a picture of the conference championship trophy. It wasn't a picture of the state tournament trophy. We weren't ready for that. You know, whatever you need to visualize, put in their locker. Send it home. Text it. You know, all, you got all these new tools now. Twitter them, whatever you need to do, Facebook them, but you need to sell it to them. You need to sell them, and you need to, they need to see it. You know, I, I, I text my guys all the time, you know, are we going to win this thing? How, how bad do you want it? Are you willing to work hard? Whatever it is, you got to sell it to them. You got to convince them it's the most important thing in the world at that point in their lives. Um, and then, you know, locker rooms are great places to redo your locker room, put pictures up of, of what you want to do and where you want to achieve. Um, and then the last thing is you got to be a little lucky. Um, you know, it all, I said this before, but it always comes down to a handful of possessions. It really does. Um, you know, it comes down to, you know, those handful of possessions that we talk about during the season. And, I, and I'll pick a game in January, and it will be a three-point game, and I'll take a timeout, and I'll say, you know what? It's going to come down to two possessions here, whether we win the state title. And we're playing, you know, I, you know, at Janesville Craig on a Tuesday. So, you know, you got, it, it always comes down to it. We always play a possession game in, in practice. You know, you got three possessions to score four points, or you're going to lose the state title. So I think you really need to talk about it. Um, kind of in closing, those are, those are the kind of the key points. And let me make sure I haven't forgotten anything that, 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 that I've talked about. Um, you know, those are our core values. Those are the things that we talk about. I think this is a very psychological game. You know, I didn't talk any X's and O's here at all. Um, you know, and I love to talk X's and O's. But, you know, I, we live in a society with, with kids that they're playing AAU and everyone's telling them how great they are and that they should all be starting and blah, blah, blah. I think as a coach, it's your job to get this group to come together, okay, to be a cohesive group. And I think the 20 points that we've come up with over time will get you to that point, will get you to be successful. 
Um, and if there's anything, obviously, that you don't understand here, feel free to email me, um, coach at memorialbasketball.com, coach at memorialbasketball.com. I'll try to put that in the DVD and my contact information. If you have any questions about the stuff that we do, you know, you want to see like what, you know, our itinerary looks like at the state tournament or, you know, specific things we do with our playbook or any of the, any of the 20 points that we've talked about, feel free to contact me. I, I, you know, I love this game. It's given, given so much to me and my family and, and, you know, I, and, and to the players in, the, in our community that if there's anything I can ever give back to you, feel free to contact me. You know, I think, uh, I think these are, these are, what I've said is, uh, is Memorial's core values. You know, we've been successful. We've won state championships because I've gotten our community, our kids, our parents, and everyone to buy into these things. So, um, you know, there's no magical thing that's going to help you win a state title. Um, and, and every situation is a little different. But I think if you, if you start from the ground up, you pick good players, good coaches, um, and, and, and a good school, I think you can be successful. So, again, thank you very much for having me, and uh, have a great night everybody i hope you enjoyed the podcast make sure you subscribe make sure you like it um, go over and check out our other podcasts high school hoops teacher side gig and then uh, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better have a great day sports social podcast network it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.